Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's here to add on the week four waiver wire next on fantasy football today in five. Welcome to FFT in five. I'm Chris Towers and I'm here flying solo on a Monday night to recap Monday night football and take a look at the week four waiver wire options. Obviously make sure you listen to the full episode of fantasy football today on Tuesday morning for the full breakdown of the top waiver wire options. But first let's do three big takeaways from the Monday night double header. And we'll start with this. Joe Burrow stayed healthy. He didn't look great. And he didn't look particularly mobile. He was throwing off his back foot. He wasn't planting. He wasn't throwing accurately down the field pretty much at all. But he stayed healthy. I didn't think he should have been playing. I thought the risks way outweighed the rewards. I thought it was way too early for the Bengals to be playing like they're desperate and playing Joe Burrow. But, hey, he made it through the game. And that's really all that matters. And, and, all things considered, he wasn't. it wasn't a great game for fantasy. You should have benched him anyway. I started Matthew Stafford over him. I'm happy with that, even though Stafford wasn't great. But, look, we finally got Jamar Chase going. Uh, T. Higgins had a lot of opportunities to do more in this game and just had a couple of really bad drops, which was very disappointing. Also left this game briefly with uh, cramping, but it looks like he'll be fine. But, yeah, I, I think overall... It's a good thing that Joe Burrow played in this game, got through it, and hopefully it will be better moving forward. I do have some concerns just about how the Bengals have played over the first three weeks of the season. The The inability to get the deep ball going has been a real problem for Joe Burrow, and I, I worry about missing practice reps moving forward and how that will impact them. But he didn't suffer a setback, and that's the best we could have asked for tonight. So we'll start with that one and then move on to number two biggest takeaway. I remain very bullish on DeAndre Swift. It was frustrating to watch the fourth quarter, Kenneth Gainwell getting all of the snaps to ice this one. Not used much in the passing game, either running back there, two targets for each of DeAndre Swift and Kenneth Gainwell. But man, Swift just, he looks phenomenal in this offense. It looks like a perfect combination of an explosive running back with an offensive line that gives him seemingly multiple holes on every play. So Yes, Kenneth Gainwell getting 14 carries. That was frustrating. I think DeAndre Swift is just going to get 15 carries moving forward. You'd prefer if Kenneth Gainwell wasn't there. Maybe he'd have that RB1 top five upside. I don't think he's going to have that moving forward, but I think we're going to see a lot more 80, 90, 100 plus yard games for DeAndre Swift moving forward. We're going to see more touchdowns, although obviously Jalen Hurts hurts that. So 
I'm very bullish on DeAndre Swift. I'd be trying to buy high on him. I think he's going to be a high-end RB2 moving forward, and I love what we've seen. And then biggest takeaway number three for Monday night, when your back-to-earth game is five catches for 72 yards, you're pretty good. And that's what we saw from Pukunoko. We saw the first game where he wasn't just overwhelming. You know, he didn't dominate targets for the Rams. He wasn't, you know, seemingly making a catch on every other play. And yet he still had 12.2 PPR points. I think he's going to remain a big factor in this offense. Probably not a top 12 wide receiver moving forward, especially once Cooper Cup gets back. But you shouldn't have been expecting that. I, I had him as like wide receiver 15 in this game. And I think he's going to be a top 24 guy moving forward. I, I remain very bullish on him as well. Now let's move on to the top waiver wire targets heading into week four. I had Jamie Eisenberg send over his, uh, his top options again this week. We'll do that every Monday. And last week it was Jerome Ford five times was the joke. This time it wasn't quite Devon a chain or Devon a Chan four or five times, but if he's available in your league, he's the clear top option on waivers. He's someone I would be dropping 45 to 50% of my fab budget on at least. And while I do think this is going to remain a committee moving forward with Miami, you know, I, I saw a, a press conference with Mike McDaniel where he talked about, you know, that's the preferred plan moving forward, no matter who the running backs are, who are healthy. I think Devon Chan is going to be a big part of the pass or the running game moving forward. He showed the explosiveness that this offense clearly craves. And I think he's going to be, Probably a top 20 running back moving forward, but there, there's legitimate top 12 upside in this offense for him, even though they don't historically throw their the ball to the running backs often, although that was a big part of the game plan with Jalen Waddle out this week, which was nice to see. The other big guy on the waiver wire I think needs to be 100% rostered after this week is Tank Dell, Nathaniel Dell, wide receiver from the Texans. He's just, he's showed a little bit of the deep playability. He's super fast. He's a reliable short area target. He gets open quickly which is big for C.J. Stroud. And this has been a very high-volume passing offense through the first three weeks. They only threw the ball 30 times in week three, but they had dropped back to pass around 50 times in each of the first two games, even with a bunch of offensive line injuries, C.J. Stroud playing his first two games. I feel confident that this is going to be a, a pretty high-volume passing game, and Tank Dell might just be the top option here moving forward, although I still like Nico Collins in that wide receiver two to three range. And then there's the question of, the Chargers wide receivers, Josh Palmer versus Quentin Johnston. I think if you need immediate help, if you need 10 points in week four, Josh Palmer's probably the better bet. He's already been running, playing more snaps, running more routes than Quentin Johnston. Johnston hasn't taken to the offense as quickly as they probably hoped. And Josh Palmer did play uh, a seven-game stretch last season where he had at least nine PPR points in six of those games. He's averaged 12.9 per game in the five games Mike Williams has missed in his career. That's a little inflated because 30 of the 64 points that he scored in those five games came in a single game, but still, it counts. It's nice to see he has some upside in this offense, but if you're looking more long-term, I think Quentin Johnston is clearly the guy that you want to target here because he could be able to replace what Mike Williams does in this offense as both, you know, a big downfield option, but also a guy who makes plays after the catch. Wouldn't be surprised if they tried to get him involved in the uh, running game, get the ball in his hands. That was where he was at his best in, in college, making plays after the catch. So I do think he's the higher upside guy 
if you need a wide receiver, Quentin Johnston over Josh Palmer. And that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll see you tomorrow.